the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wait, didn't he kneel too? Colin Kaepernick fans' uh, heads are exploding everywhere because the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Tim Tebow to a one-year contract, and Colin still doesn't have a job. Of course, this is uh, being blamed on racism and uh, white supremacy. This could only be because Tebow is white and Kaepernick is biracial. Twitter was uh, full of current and former NFL players and plenty of people in the media wondering how it is that a guy like Tebow, who showed he was not very good at playing quarterback at the NFL level, has a job now, and Kaepernick, who had his moments and is at least good enough to be somebody's backup in the NFL, doesn't have one. Of course, the people whose heads are exploding are ignoring the fact that Tebow played for Urban Meyer at Florida, and Meyer is in his first year as the Jaguars' head coach. And, of course, they're also ignoring the fact that Tebow is trying out as a tight end and not a quarterback. And just in case you're confused, um, here's why it has nothing to do with race and nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. As much as uh, so many people in the media would love to have it be all about that, the Jaguars had a, a terrible year in 2019 in ticket sales. One of the worst, maybe might have been the worst in the league, not sure. Last year doesn't count because of COVID, but uh, so they're going to be selling tickets again this year. And the Jaguars have a history of having trouble filling their stadium. Meyer's a good coach. He's also a legend in Florida. Tebow's an even bigger legend in Florida. They'll both help to sell season tickets. You know what Kaepernick would do? He'd cause season ticket holders to cancel. See the difference? Some people have posted pictures of uh, both Tebow and Kaepernick kneeling on the field. And Kaepernick, as I'm sure you remember, he decided to kneel during the, uh, the playing of the national anthem. Tebow would kneel before every game to say a prayer. He's a very religious guy and wears it on his sleeve. Tebow coming out of, uh, see the difference there? It's a little bit of a difference. Uh, kneeling during the anthem as a sign of uh, disrespect and then praying. Anyway, um, so T- Tebow coming out of retirement after six years to play for his former college coach is what used to be known as a feel-good story. Remember those? Kaepernick is what is known as a pain in the, well, let's just say butt for radio purposes. This is not complicated. And here's hoping that Tebow causes many more heads to explode by making all pro as a tight end this coming season. Meanwhile, uh, on another subject, have you had any trouble finding gas for your car yet? Lots of people have in other parts of the country. When we come back, we'll talk about what you can expect at the pump because of the colonial pipeline being out of commission. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about the guy who could be the next president of the United States coming to town, to Pittsburgh, for a big fundraiser next week. Stick around. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. Your business is ready for a reboot. 
a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. It seems like just yesterday when I captured my son's first steps or when we recorded his soccer games on VHS tapes, those moments are gone. But the old home movies and pictures don't need to be. That's why my son created Legacy Box. That's right, Mom. Over 800,000 families have used Legacy Box to digitally preserve their home movies and photos. Simply fill Legacy Box with your old camcorder tapes, film, and photos. They will professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drive, or the cloud. With family staying close and Mother's Day around the corner, it's the perfect time to get your Legacy Box and save your family's history. After all, few things are as important as protecting your precious memories. Give your mom a Mother's Day present she'll never forget. Plus, Legacy Box is offering a 50% discount. Order your Legacy Box today. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. And for a limited time, get an incredible 50% off your order. This is one of the best discounts we've offered. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, if you're like me and uh, old enough to remember the 70s, it might be deja vu all over again for you. There are long lines at gas pumps all over the southeast. Stations have run out of gas in places like Charlotte and uh, other places down there, uh, and the prices are going way up. The Colonial Pipeline was hacked. Daniel Turner is executive director of Power of the Future, and he joins us now. Daniel, thanks for being here. John, it's a pleasure to always be on your show. Thank you very much. So, um, an oil pipeline shutting down should make the big guy and, and all Democrats happy, shouldn't it? I mean, it's just one less pipeline for them to shut down. Why is this a big problem for them? Yeah, you know, this is this is the actual consequence of, of some of that crazy rhetoric that you hear from people like AOC and even that, that, that young Swedish girl, that climate activist Greta Thunberg, when she says things like, we need to stop using oil and gas now. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we stopped using it now because we don't have any. And look at the result. Misery, panic. Uh, this is the result of pretending that fossil fuels don't power this country. Yeah, um, I just saw a video again of somebody tweeted um, that I had, I had kind of forgotten about it. It was Joe Biden, uh, two different clips from him during the campaign saying, we will get, we will end fossil fuels. Uh, yeah. So he, he I, there's no way that I believe that he believes that for one second, but he knows he has to say it. Yeah, and this is the problem, I think, of, of American politics right now and for the foreseeable future. And I'm honestly not sure how to remedy it. But this is the problem that we get elected on Instagram, right? We get elected on Twitter, um, um, and both sides of the aisle are just as guilty of using rhetoric that sounds good in social media sound bites, 
but is not policy. And Biden's build back better alliteration is not policy, nor is it mm-hmm. policy to say we want a green America. I would like a green America, too. But this is reality. And reality is we need oil and gas. And there are millions of Americans right now waiting in line in a panic mode. That's reality, not any of Joe Biden's crazy aspirations. Now, what exactly is the colonial pipeline? Yeah, so historically, since we used to get most of our oil from overseas, right, we we always imported oil from the Middle East. Uh, Historically, they built refineries on the Gulf Coast because it was the cheapest real estate on the eastern seaboard, right? They were going to build it in New York or New Jersey because that real estate's way too expensive. So they built it in Texas and in Louisiana because it was access to the Middle East uh, via barges and oil tankers. Um, And also it made sense to refine in the south because just laws of thermodynamics to make some oil is refined at extreme heat. If you are already in a warm climate, it is more efficient and more cost efficient to uh, use heat. So you're not going to find a refinery in Portland, Maine anytime soon because you're battling against the temperatures. Um, the refinery, the oil was refined in the Gulf Coast, and this one critical pipeline brought it from there basically up to Virginia. That's why you're not seeing huge problems in New Jersey uh, and, and in New England because there are big refineries. If anyone remembers the opening scene of The Sopranos, there are big refineries in the Northeast, but this is the South. And this is a colonial pipeline, and cyber terrorists shut it down, and and we're dealing with the consequences. So, um, how long has the colonial pipeline been there? Uh, and and oh, gosh. was it before that? Was it all trucks and trains? Absolutely, decades it's been there. Yeah, and 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 we've always used our trucks and trains to transport oil. Pipelines are greener, they're cheaper, they're more efficient. This was the fallacy of the Keystone Pipeline. It was argued that if we don't build it, we're not going to be getting this dirty oil from Canada into America. No, we've been getting oil from Canada for decades into the refineries in Texas. But we've been using trains and we've been using trucks. And they are expensive, those those costs, of course, passed on to consumers. It's expensive and it, it isn't very green, right? They require one cargo train of diesel from Alberta, Canada to Texas for the Keystone Pipeline, one train uses 76,000 gallons of diesel. A pipeline doesn't use that, right? So so we have always needed to transport oil and gas nationwide. Pipelines are the best way. Being anti-pipeline is being like opposed to your your veins and capillaries. Now, um, how does the, how does the, how is the oil make it through the pipeline from uh, Louisiana or Texas, wherever it's coming from, to the northeast. What pushes the oil up the pipeline? Yeah, there are multiple stations throughout the course of a pipeline um, that do also use some fossil fuels that pump. They are pumping stations. And so there's a lot of pressure, um, and there are pumping stations all throughout. And that's how we get pipelines the size of Keystone. Keystone wasn't even one of the biggest. You know, under our feet right now in America, there are close to 3 million miles of oil and gas pipelines. That is enough to get to the moon and back 10 times. So the, this notion that we, we, we have to stop pipelines because pipelines are bad, we have millions of miles of pipeline. Clearly, some of those pipelines are in your house. If you have natural gas in your stove or in your hot water heater, you are part of the pipelines. And so they are safe. They are efficient. They are cost efficient. Um, and, and again, opposing them is just its just absolute nonsense. But that's Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the executive director of Power of the Future. Um, so who's who? I mean, who you told us what uh, Colonial Pipeline is. Who is it? Who are the people? I mean, who got hacked? Is it the Colonial yeah, Pipeline so- Incorporated? I mean, who is it? Yeah, no, so Colonial Pipeline is run by a private company, and, and cyber attacks are sadly uh, growing in, in prominence, um, and it, it is almost like cyber piracy, right? Uh, the, the Washington, D.C. Police Department was recently hit by a cyber attack, and the cyber attackers said, we are going to release the names and addresses and phone numbers of all of the cops unless you pay a ransom. That's basically what happened to Colonial Pipeline. Um, to stop the ransomware from expanding, though, 
they turned the pipeline off. This was a preventative measure because they were afraid of, of more cyber warfare. Uh, they threatened that they could shut the pipeline uh, off or they could increase the pressure so much that there would be an explosion. Cyber terrorism is, is real, and this is the role of government. This is the role of the FBI, the role of Homeland Security. And instead, our federal agencies are tracking down Trump supporters and they're talking about transgender issues. Uh, so, so the job of government isn't being done by government. Woke politics is, and cyber criminals feel emboldened, and I, and I don't blame them. So it's a, it's a, we should be blaming the government for this uh, uh, pipe, this company allowing its pipeline to be hacked, or should we be blaming the, the company? Well, I mean, the, the company bears responsibility because it is their, their pipeline, and, and every company needs to be very concerned about their cybersecurity, especially critical infrastructure, right? I mean, think about nuclear power plants, think about other fossil fuel, uh, water systems, et cetera. Um, but I do lay some of this at the feet of, of government, and the reason why is because uh, the president is extremely powerful, and every word the president says is a signal. Uh, we've seen presidents sink the stock market, right, just by making a few comments. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden has sent numerous signals as candidate uh, and during transition and now as president. He sent a signal that he was not going to enforce our immigration laws. And what's the result? Record high, five times the level of illegal immigration we've ever seen. He sent a signal that he was not going to support Israel, and he started funding the Palestinians. What's the result? Five days now of rocket attacks across Israel. And he sent a signal by canceling the Keystone Pipeline, and by the words that you just said earlier, that he didn't care about energy, that he was going to, in fact, get rid of energy. And that signal has a consequence. So, yes, Joe Biden does blame some of the burden of this and some of the guilt on this, because as president, he sets a tone for the country. And when you tell people, hey, 11,000 Keystone jobs, get rid of them. Hey, fossil fuels, we're going to get rid of them. You're sending a signal and people respond. And that's his fault. Uh, we have gas stations now uh, with no gas all over the southeast. Uh, how Terrible. long will we be seeing the effects of this? Well, the, the pipeline company said they hope to be back up and running by Friday. Um, I definitely believe some of this panic, uh, some of this buying is panic induced. Uh, and I don't blame them, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if you need to drive your sick parents to get dialysis, if you need to get yourself to work, right? This is our lifeblood. This is how our economy runs. And so I can understand panic. Heck, I'm guilty of it, John. I went Sunday morning with my car and then I took my truck and I took my gas cans because I got to run a small farm. And if I run out of gas, there are serious consequences. Uh, that's the reality of being the adult in America. And again, does Joe Biden, AOC, Bernie Sanders, aspirational energy policy is not reality. And, and we need to start acting like adults when it comes to immigration, when it comes to foreign policy, and especially when it comes to critical infrastructure like energy. We're, we're talking to Daniel Turner. He's executive director of Power of the Future. So what happens to prices when the pipeline is up? Let's say they get it up and running on Friday. Uh, will we see gas prices come back under three bucks a gallon up here? I don't know where you are right now, but here in, in Western PA, it's uh, they're going up to 310 and it was down yeah. around three. So, what what happens to prices? Yeah, it's going to take a little while for the markets to adjust because just because they get the pipeline back online, you're talking about a lag time of getting uh, gas from the pipeline terminus into trucks and then transported to all of the different gas stations, and and that's going to take some time. Right? These are it's a delicate balance, uh, just like any supply chain effort, just like we saw with food and, and, and consumer goods at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, right? That the markets are going to reflect that. I hope gas prices come back to a normal, but I'm not super optimistic because we are, we are in a war against the supply. When Joe Biden says things like, we don't need Keystone, or we're not going to allow drilling on federal land, which he is pushing through his interior department, right? He is cutting into the supply and our demand is only going to increase, especially as COVID lockdowns end. And as our demand increases and our supply dwindles, we all know the laws of economics, prices are going to soar. And I, 
I don't want to see $150 a gallon of gas like we did back in 2008. I, I don't want that for the American people. I don't want it as a consumer. Um, but I certainly think that's the way we're headed, and that's all deliberate by this president and this administration. We had under Donald Trump record oil and gas production with record low prices with record increasing of emission reductions. Three amazing things happening simultaneously, and Joe Biden has decided to reverse course from that. That is on him, and all the suffering that it comes as the result is on him. And and what? Um, how much closer do we get to losing our energy independence with this? Or had, I know. Are we lo- are we on the way, were we on the way anyway if this hadn't happened? Yeah, I mean, again, cutting into the supply is, is hurting our energy independence, um, especially the fracking ban and, and the amount of drilling on, on, natural, on, on federal lands, right? We get a very large supply, up to 20% of our oil and gas from federal lands. Um, and, and we have done that historically for decades. When Joe Biden said he's not going to allow that to continue, he's taking 20% of the oil and gas out of the market. Now we're going to have to find that oil and gas from somewhere, right? Because again, our demand is, is going to require it. So where are refineries going to get it from? If you're running a refinery in, in, in the Gulf Coast and you don't have enough supply coming from America, it's a free market. You're going to look overseas. So are we going to buy it from the Russians? Are we going to buy it from the Venezuelans? Are we going to buy it from the Saudis? We don't have a lot of options, right? I, I wish we could buy it from, from the UK because we, we are allies with them, but they don't produce gas. Right. Unfortunately, most of the countries in the world that are oil rich are, are not the greatest actors, America and Canada. But otherwise, there's a lot of bad apples in the oil and gas because that's just the way geology has worked. Um, so where are we going to get the money from? Where are we going to get the oil and gas from? We're going to get it from, from some bad countries and we're going to enrich them with those mm-hmm. countries. And what is Russia going to do with billions of dollars daily transferred to their coffer? Right. What are the Saudis going to do? I like to think they're going to put it towards women's education and minority rights. But knowing the Saudis and the Russians, they're going to use it for something else. i got about a minute left, uh, and I wanted to ask you about another subject. John Kerry actually admitted during a hearing today that the Biden administration is aware that uh, mm-hmm. solar panels are made by slave labor in China. So yeah. uh, how long might it take for this country to take over that market unless we do want to deal with them and buy products that are made by slaves. Got about a minute. And this is, it's, it's such a great point that you raise, and it's so infuriating because we talk about solar panels like they are the perfect solution. There is no perfect solution. Fossil fuels are not perfect. I really wish they were, and I'm their biggest advocate, and they're not. But solar is not. It does have toxic chemical byproducts. It is made using uh, coal and, 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 and dirty technologies, if you want to call it that. And 70% of them are made in China, by either Uyghur slaves or nine-year-old children, right? That is a reality. Are we going to manufacture them here in America? Well, what's going to happen to the price if we, we manufacture them in China for a reason, to make them affordable? I think that's wrong, but that's what we do. The same with Nike sneakers, the same with movies. If we're going to make them here in America, get ready for those prices to go absolutely through the roof. Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, explaining what this uh, colonial pipeline is all about. Always good to have you on the show. Thanks. Thank you so much, John. Okay, that's Daniel Turner, Executive Director of Power of the Future. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden has met with the four congressional leaders at the White House for the first time and says he wants to reach a compromise on an infrastructure plan. Mr. Biden pushing his $4 trillion jobs and families' proposals. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says now is not the time for major government spending. The idea that spending more trillions of dollars into this economy when you have a supply constraint is actually the reverse that you want to do to keep America and make sure we don't have the inflation going. Expectations for a quick deal remain slim. Israeli fighter jets have dropped two bombs on a 14-story building in Gaza City and destroyed it. The building housed businesses as well as the offices for Hamas's Al-Aqsa satellite TV channel. Hamas has responded by firing rockets toward Israel. On Wall Street, stocks remain sharply lowered. The Dow is down 442 points. This is SRN News. 
I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family, and I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg, see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. She's listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the Answer Pittsburgh skill. Now say, Alexa, play the Answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Stephen Diaz is the conservative choice for magistrate in Mount Lebanon and Dormont this primary election May 18th. Stephen Diaz is the most qualified and best candidate for magistrate as an experienced lawyer and educator serving the legal community for over 40 years. Stephen Diaz was appointed by President Ronald Reagan and later served under President George H. Bush. Stephen Diaz wants to bring that conservative voice back to Allegheny County. Vote next Tuesday, May 18th, and bring the conservative voice back to Pittsburgh. Vote for Stephen Diaz for magistrate next Tuesday. Paid for by friends of Stephen A. Diaz. I'm Stephen A. Diaz, and I approve this message. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. Stag. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Orchard Boulevard westbound is shut down through October 7th between Stanwicks and 7th. Let's head over to the Parkway East on the inbound side of Backup County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound slowing into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West looking busy inbound. About an eight-minute delay. Roslyn Farms Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And on the outbound side, slow approaching Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
A frost advisory is in effect through tomorrow morning. For tonight, clear and chilly. There can be frost in the normally colder spots, low 36. Mostly sunny skies expected for tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 64. Partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 41. Times of clouds and sun Friday will reach a high Friday of 65. Saturday, partly sunny, high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, uh, the guy who could be the next president of the United States is coming to Pittsburgh next week. That would be the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. And what brings him to town? Well, let's ask Sam DeMarco. He's chairman of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County. Sam, thanks for coming on again. Hey, hey, hey John, thanks for having me. So uh, when is he coming and where will he be? Well, we're, we're really excited. The Republican Committee of Allegheny County is holding its annual Lincoln Day dinner here next week at the Wyndham Grand in Pittsburgh. And Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida is coming up to speak to us. That'll be Thursday, May 20th. And the uh, receptions are at 6 p.m. Dinner starts at 7.30. That's great. Now, and what's the purpose of the trip? I mean, I, I, think, well, I, you know, I guess go ahead. Just what, 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 I think I know, but I just got to ask you. Right. You know, in, in trying to raise money and to yeah. reinvigorate the Republican base around here, I wanted to be able to bring in speakers to speak to them that they wouldn't ordinarily get an opportunity to hear from. Governor mm-hmm. DeSantis and I have a mutual friend who had reached out to him, and uh, he was amenable to coming up here because he actually has family ties to the area. Oh, His really? father is from Aliquippa. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, and he has the family. Still, there are still family members in the area. So he understands how important Western Pennsylvania is, and particularly Allegheny County, and any future ambitions. And obviously that's not the reason why he's coming up here. But it certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, are there um, uh, tickets available? There, there absolutely are, and uh, you can go out to the RCAC Republican Committee of Allegheny County Facebook page. There's an Eventbrite link there, or you can email director at rcac.net. That's rcac.net, and there are tickets okay. available. Now, John, it had been sold out. But what happened with the governor relaxing the restrictions for indoor events yesterday basically doubled the capacity of the number of folks that we're able to have. So it freed up a few hundred more seats, which is going to allow us to accommodate many of the people. We had a waiting list of over 150 prior to this. So this is, uh, you know, for us, we'll take advantage of of what we can get. But uh, so we're excited about having the governor up here next week. And, you know, John, I know from listening to your show, uh, you would love to hear from a guy who, when he spoke a few months ago, I heard him say that in Florida, they didn't tap a single dime of their rainy day fund throughout this entire COVID pandemic. Boy, wouldn't we love to have someone like that running this state? Wow. Uh, well, uh, you know, it's been pretty, it's, it's pretty obvious that, um, he's done a great job in Florida, despite the fact that the national media are trying to do whatever they can to uh, s- spread the the opposite story. Um, and he is uh, he's a, he's a guy that's being talked about as president in 2024, obviously. But uh, Donald Trump is still the first choice for most Republicans for 2024. But uh, is there anybody who's close to DeSantis for second? You know, I think there were a number of folks that were getting. Uh energy and people were being tracked to. <clears throat> South Dakota Governor Christy Nome had been someone that folks had talked about. You know, you'll hear Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina mentioned now. Yeah. But I yeah. think if the president decides not to run, I think Governor Ron DeSantis is a clear favorite. As he's proven through his ability to manage and get Florida through this COVID pandemic and and not just represent conservative values, but speak to values that that, that can excite everyone. For example, when he was reelected or when he was elected the first time in 2018 in Florida, one of his major issues was school choice. Mm-hmm. And he attracted votes not just from the Republican base, but from many of the minority community who feel that their children are suffering being forced into schools based upon their zip code. 
and not receiving the education that they should get. So that's an issue that's near and dear to, I know yourself as well yeah. as me, and I'm excited about hearing from the governor when he comes in what his thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I've been disappointed in the Republicans uh, over the last uh, several years, more than several, a long time, uh, because I think that they, they've talked a good game about school choice, but just never, uh, for, to my, for my taste anyway, never pushed it enough, never made it enough of a focus. Uh, and uh, do you think that it's, has there ever been a better time uh, for the Republicans to uh, to make that a major issue in every race, not just presidential, but statewide and in everything? No, I think this is the perfect time. <clears throat> when you look at what parents have had to endure for the past 14 months, with schools being shut down, their children falling behind in their education, being stuck at home, when you look at the things that are being introduced in school, whether it's gender equity, whether it's critical race theory, these are things that parents would rather their children not be taught and their children be taught you know, how to read and write and the STEM right. education, civics and history. You know, all the things that help make, uh, you know, help us get to where we are today. Now, could you see a scenario in which uh, Donald Trump decides not to run and throws his support behind DeSantis? I can see that. I mean, as a lot of folks right now, you know, many of the people who supported the president would still like to see the president run. But, you know, what does the president have left to prove? I mean, he ran. He came out of nowhere. He beat 17, you know, top Republican opponents. He was elected president and served for four years. He has the ability now to enjoy his time to be a kingmaker, so to speak, you know, and to try to take and, uh, you know, push forward and launch the new generation of leaders here in the Republican Party. And uh, we're still three and a half years away from the election. Um, is it necessary for any candidate who's not named Trump to be hitting the circuit now if they're interested in? I mean, it, this, it isn't really that early, is it? Oh, no, I don't think it's ever too early. As you've seen in the past couple election cycles, folks seem to start earlier and earlier. And as you look at the events of what's taking place in this country today, I mean, the chaos at the southern border, you know, gas prices out of control, inflation, prices on everything rising. You have a, you know, a issue with a pipeline being shut down. We have to worry about gas supplies. I mean, this is 100 days into the Biden administration. I think the stock market dropped over 600-plus points today in addition to a 500-plus point drop yesterday. So, you know, I think that you're going to see more and more folks start to talk about what they believe the prescriptions are to put this country back on the right path, and you'll see more and more people coming out. Uh, if he does end up running, either uh, for president or if he ends up on the ticket uh, as vice president, which a lot of people are talking about, I'm guessing we should be expecting to see a lot of him over the next couple of years, which, uh, with how important Pennsylvania is and how close uh, Pennsylvania came again to uh, delivering for the Republicans last time. No, a a absolutely. I mean, it was a close contest. When the president won in 2016, he only won by 44,500 votes, you know, and uh, this one was extremely close as well, uh, losing by 81,000. But I think that uh, if someone like Ron DeSantis, who's proven that he knows how to govern, who's proven that he's competent, you know, that an active policy that actually work and deliver results to the folks, and he has a way to attract Republicans who want to see people fight back against the media you know, in this uh, progressive machine, but can do it in such a way that he's not offending folks as well. So I think, uh, you know, again, uh, the president is certainly still the 800-pound gorilla in the Republican Party. But I think if he decides that he's not going to run, Ron DeSantis is the overwhelming favorite. And I think that, uh, that played out when you saw the polls at the CPAC event in Florida a couple months ago. Yeah, and um, statewide, uh, Governor Wolf, as you said, as, as you know, he loves each and every one of us, uh, and he wants to protect us and keep us safe. And he was nice enough to uh, limit to lift some of the restrictions to let you uh, let a bigger crowd in. But uh, he's been a disaster. Um, is, is Pennsylvania ripe for the taking now because of what uh, what's been done statewide? I, I think it absolutely is here. I think 2022 it can be a big Republican year. 
I mean, the Democrats' hope, I believe, is uh, Attorney General Josh Shapiro. But Josh has failed to even look into the order that the governor issued, which sent many COVID-positive patients back into the nursing home. And at one point here in the state of Pennsylvania, you know, deaths in nursing homes due to COVID represented 68% of all deaths that we had. Uh, you know, when he was asked about that, he said, I only look into things that are criminal. Well, how will you know until you look into it? So I think it's going to be a great opportunity for Republicans. And uh, one of the things that's going to be exciting is not just Governor DeSantis will be at our event next week, but all of the major um, candidates who've either announced that they're running for both the Senate next year and governor, but also the folks with the exploratory committee are going to be there. So this is going to be a great opportunity for anybody who's a fan of politics, conservative politics, to be able to get in here and to be able to meet these folks and sort of kick the tires, so to speak, and uh, find out who they believe the best candidates are moving forward. We're talking to Sam DeMarco. He's the chairman of the Republican Committee, Republican Committee of Allegheny County. He's also the uh, Southwest Caucus Chair in the Pennsylvania State uh, and Pennsylvania GOP. Um, so um, uh, Sean Parnell jumped into the race for senator yesterday. Uh, would he have to be considered the front runner for that one right now? Well, I think there's some great candidates in there. I apologize. We just had an ambulance pass us. But uh, there's some great candidates in the race for Senate. But Sean is certainly a formidable candidate. I mean, he connected with the people of Western Pennsylvania last year and fell just a few points shy, two points to be exact, you know, of defeating Connor Lamb. You know, Connor Lamb, third generation of a you know, famous political family here, you know, in Pennsylvania. And so I think Sean has the ability to appeal, you know, to the blue collar folks and uh, workers and things like that. And I think that he would have an excellent chance of winning the Republican primary. But there and are he, a number of other great candidates. Yeah, he really um, um, developed as a candidate. I mean, he's new at this. He was new at it. And by the time that campaign was over, he was a polished candidate, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's a guy that's a real war hero, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, I mean he, this, is, this isn't a, somebody that, you know, Wall Street or Madison Avenue is trying to take him pretty up and, and, and present at. I mean, he's legit. You know, his New York Times bestseller, Outlaw Platoon, you know, talks about the troubles and the experiences that his men went through with over a year. I think it was 485 days of combat on the, uh, the Pakistan-Afghanistan border. And uh, you know, he came away with two bronze stars, one with Valor for that. So, you know, he's a legitimate war hero. He's also somebody that's, that gets involved. I know today he represents, he works with a, a charity which provides service dogs you know, to veterans and travels around the country doing that. He's also been a volunteer helping Republican candidates who get elected to office and serving in any way, way he can. And Sean really does epitomize, you know, uh, the service ethos. And, uh, you know, again, I think he's, he's a great candidate and uh, certainly looking forward to what he's able to do. Now, uh, speaking of local politics, um, we have the uh, primary for the, uh, the Democrats. Uh, the, the, the mayor is going to be elected next. I guess it's when, when, what day? The Tuesday uh, yep. when the Democrats pick their candidate um, at, at some point. Um, is there ever going to be a time when the Republicans can put up? I mean, there hasn't been a Republican mayor since 1929. So uh, I think maybe it's they're due, uh, Sam. <laughs> is, is there a time well, coming I, I, anytime absolutely. soon? I think the last year a Republican was in office. He may have been elected in 29, but I think it was 34. Okay. But I'll say, listen, that, John, that, that's my job, and that's a you know, failure on my part. I've only been in this role for since, well, actually less than two years. Uh-huh. But you have to have trying to rebuild this committee and try to rebuild this party. Right now in Allegheny County, there are approximately 531,000 registered Democrats, 262,000 registered Republicans. So it's a little bit over a two-to-one advantage for the Democrats. Wow. But in the city, it's like 170,000 registered Democrats and only 34,000 registered Republicans. So it's like a 5.6-to-one disadvantage in the city. And we thought we had a candidate. We had an older woman that we thought uh, lived in Point Breeze, was interested in running. We talked to her. We thought we had her. But at the end of the day, she decided it wasn't something she wanted to fall through with. Now, 
you know, I can't endorse your Democrat candidates. But right. if you're a Republican in the city and you wanted to write in Tony Moreno's name, for example, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a way to continue that conversation and have somebody holding this mayor to account past next Tuesday. I hate for him to get a pass after May 18th with all the challenges and the problems that we face in the city, whether it be homeless, whether it be folks with mental illness, whether it be the panhandlers downtown, whether it be the crime. There's just so many things that this mayor has not done. You know, and it's a shame because I love this city so much, having been born and raised here. So, you know, I hope that the next mayoral election, that we have a Republican candidate. But, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't be disappointed if, Yes, some folks decide to write somebody else in to try yeah, to allow a, this conversation to, to continue past that. There was a, yeah, there was a story uh, in the last few days um, about, uh, uh, I think it was 7,000 7, black uh, uh, people have moved out of Pittsburgh since the last census. Um, and th- they would seem to be, I mean, uh, if, the, the, the problem, I guess, that everybody sees when they talk about running as a Republican in Pittsburgh is that, number one, as you said, it's five or six to one Democrat to Republican. But it's also uh, that Republicans just have never been able to get uh, even a, a smidgen of the black vote. At some point, with, especially with school choice as a possible issue, isn't that something you guys could, could gain some ground on? You would hope so, and I think we can. And part of it, John, is we need to be able to we need to go into those neighborhoods, and we need to do it not just in an election year. We have to be front and center in there talking about the issues that matter to them because they're the issues that matter to all of our families. You know, all parents care about their children. All parents want their kids to get a great education. All parents want their kids to have a better life than they did. You know, so going in and just espousing traditional Republican values, I believe, can have an effect if we do it and do it on a consistent basis. And that's one of the things I hope to change in the upcoming years. Well, I only have about a minute and a half left there with Sam DeMarco. He's chairman of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County and also the uh, Southwest Caucus chair for the state um, uh, GOP. Um, so, uh, is, is, I, I just have to ask you before you go, I know this isn't Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania politics, but what about, uh, Liz Cheney today? What do you make of that? You know what? I mean, uh, look, uh, you know, I was somebody that spoke against the censor of, uh, Senator Pat Toomey, you uh-huh. know, not because I agreed with what he did when he voted to impeach the president, but because I felt that we need to bring people into the party, not throw them out. And I wanted folks that maybe agreed with us 70% or 80% of the time to feel that, hey, they're still welcome here, and they don't have to march lockstep with us you know, 100% of the time to be accepted. So the problem with Liz Cheney wasn't her vote to impeach the president. The problem with Liz Cheney is her inability to change her messaging and start focusing on the future and continuing to take and fight every time the president or former president says something. And, that, and that's the issue. You know, mm-hmm. we need to stop detracting from what we're trying to accomplish, which is talking about, you know, the, what, what's happening in this country today and try to take and elect Republicans across this country in 2022. Hey, real quick, I got about 10 seconds. Just where can people get tickets for the event? Real quick. Okay, real quick, they can go to the Republican Committee of Allegheny County RCAC Facebook page. There's a post there with an Eventbrite link. Or they can take and reach out to director, D-I-R-E-C-T-O-R, at rcac.net, and they can purchase tickets uh, to this event. And we, we'd love to have them, John. Looking forward to having a full house. Want to show Governor DeSantis the support that he has for his values here in western Pennsylvania. Hey, Sam, thanks. I'm out of time. I appreciate it. Hey, John, thank you so much for the time. Have a great day. Bye. All right, that's Sam DeMarco. We'll be right back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 6-30-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select quote Fontania, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I guess uh, we are going to have a future, possible future president uh, in town as we just spoke uh, to Sam DeMarco about um, I, uh, I I really like Ron DeSantis. I also am a big uh, Trump guy. But um, I'm just thinking that if DeSantis doesn't make any big mistakes or if they don't find any dark secrets that are going to prevent him from getting elected, that it might be better for the Republicans and for the country if DeSantis would emerge and uh, Donald Trump would throw his support behind him and have his family support him. And, you know, you can't have a fight between the two of them. That'll never work. But if Donald Trump would say, you know what, I'm 70, whatever he is, 73 years old, I'm, I'll be 77, 78, just like Joe Biden is now when uh, it comes, comes time to run again. I've had enough. Let's go with Ron DeSantis. And maybe, uh, maybe uh, DeSantis promises to make Trump part of his uh, cabinet. I don't know. How about Secretary of State? Somebody threw that out to me today, that they could make make Trump uh, Secretary of State for Ron DeSantis. Interesting. He'll be here next week. That should get a lot of coverage, and uh, we'll talk about it then, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.